So, minute 69. Nice. Yeah, you guys uh, ready to hit the 69? Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I titled this folder Nice a nice. long time ago. <laughs> nice. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi classic Predator one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And joining us for the second consecutive weekend, a returning guest, Adam Pranica. Hello. You know, we kind of teased this the last time I was on the show. Uh, Not the last minute, but many minutes ago. True. I said I I would only come back if you had me back for minute 69, and here we are. Feels good. (laughs) It does feel good. (laughs) It sure does. Nice. I would have been so upset if you had a different guest for this minute. (laughs) We could never do that. You know, the thing they don't tell you in sex education about 69 is that if you open your eyes, you're looking at a butthole. Right. And, And if you do it correctly, your nose is really in the butthole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you're lucky enough to to be in a sexual arrangement with a taller person. <laughs> I mean, that's really the way to go, I but think. But even then, your neck would hurt because now yeah. you're bent the wrong way. Yeah. Guys, you're you're public school teachers. Do you are you on the are you on the sex ed team as far as like the curriculum goes? Cuz no, I think you could there. really right. you could really give some useful information. W I think we should just play this show. That would be the first lesson of the of the semester. Yeah. Just just play episode 69 of Predator Minute. Yeah. I think there's a lot to learn from us. <laughs> I think there's a lot. There's a lot to learn and what not to learn. I agree. There's my, lessons my, all over. Do you guys remember your very first sex ed class? Like in elementary school? Yes. I remember no. like the, the teacher was totally overmatched. And, and she was like, okay, I'm just going to start with, what are the terms you guys have heard of? Oh, no. And from this classroom of sixth graders, it was like, <laughs> it was like, blowjob. Oh, Jesus. 69. <laughs> and then like the teacher would define them on the spot. Oh, like, no. Let's go no. over what that is so you, so you aren't guessing. And it oh, was. Oh, my God. That's awful. Really tremendous. <laughs> So, uh, so that makes me ask you guys, the professional teachers, how are you guys, uh, how are you guys doing the sex ed? So, John, we we used to work at the same school together. We we no we longer did. do, but <laughs> and then you taught sex ed. I I did not <laughs> teach sex ed. But... They moved you to a different school, like <laughs> you were a Catholic you, right? priest. <laughs> I didn't we want to say anything. We cannot have him do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Glover's famous. <laughs> Position 69-centered curriculum is unwelcome at our school. They now have something called the Jeff Glover rule as part of the health curriculum. 
Uh, John, uh, when it's we like worked together, it's like an elevator without the thirteenth floor in it. Like you won't right. even find page sixty-nine in the, in the teacher's notes. <laughs> Just write it from sixty-eight to yeah. seventy. Yeah. Uh, um, similar to your story, uh, Adam, the, at the school we worked at, I, I was pretty good friends with the PE teacher that also taught the health classes. It's always mm-hmm. the PE teacher. It's always the PE it's always teachers. The PE teachers. And they have to do the health classes and they teach sex ed and they have different versions for the sixth graders, seventh graders, and eighth graders because this was a middle school. Yeah. And uh, they, I, I believe at all three levels, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but uh, they have the question box. Where, oh, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, where you can anonymous, anonymously put a question into the question box. <laughs> yeah. And one of my, I would always ask, whenever we they got to the sex ed, I would ask the PE teacher that I was friends with, and I'd say, give me some, what were some of the question box <laughs> questions, dude? And he opens up his wallet and like, pulls a couple out. <laughs> like, like, these are the best. Uh, the best of oh, the best. He, he had them memorized. Person. He would just, he'd, he'd tick them off. Um, will I, uh, if, if you have sex with a woman while she's pregnant, will you poke the baby with your dick? <laughs> <laughs> was one of my favorites. And what's the answer to that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I already g- know the answer. Obviously, the like, only good answer is no way I don't know the answer. But I, but like for anyone else who might not know, <laughs> the best answer is well, if it's me, yes. For you, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, like the teacher humiliated the the question asker in in his answer. He did not. No, no, no. no, no. This was this was okay. us uh, creating our own answers on the side. No, oh, this he's is, actually this is he was actually very been. good at what he did, and he was very good. I was impressed at his ability to keep a straight face when answering That's questions the from the question right? box. That's yeah. got it. Like even more than being an articulate like teacher in in. In disseminating the information, like you cannot break, you cannot <laughs> you can't. laugh. No, you can't. you can't break. No, like you, yeah. And I mean, you know, he everything from you know what is a dildo to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh my god, the questions that the I bet you the know, questions what does have taste crazy like, since you know? since online pornography has become so yeah. pervasive. Like it's got to be just fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. The access is uh, kind of uh, scary. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's scary. Yeah. So, minute 69 is <laughs> off to quite the start. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We cannot note, leave we it are... nice behind, guys. No, no. True. We cannot. Getting everyone. We are talking uh, minute 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> A predator. Uh, minute 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Opens with Dutch and Anna Anna helping an injured Ponchito to his feet, and it ends with Dylan, Dylan. Dylan finding Max gear. Mm. Mac. 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 All right. So this uh, is going to be, a, a, I think, a shorter minute here uh, in terms yeah, of content. <laughs> Which is probably good because we've got lots of other content apparently that we're filling in you, on this minute. You can't do sixty nine forever. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're just never going to end. So let's oh. break this down into two parts, and we'll make the first part just the uh, very first eight seconds of this minute, and we carry over from last minute. We get Dutch with Anna on a uh, helping Panchito to his feet. Panchito grunting painfully throughout. Dutch, he has some great. Just to break in, he has some. Yeah. 
A plus A grade grunts here. Just oh. you're feeling this guy's pain. It's it's probably the first real pain we felt in the movie. Well, I God, think he was that... cast for his grunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that crunch he took from that log is still. I I thought he was dead the first time I saw this movie, and that log came down. <laughs> um, it, it really whacked him. Everything has to be broken. If we were talking to a doctor, yeah, uh, like brother of the show, Aaron Zabriskie, he'd mm-hmm. probably be giving all the pulmonary embolisms and <laughs> right. fractures and all that. Have either of <laughs> you guys ever cracked a rib? No. No, I've I mean, not. Have you? I haven't either, but you hear that's one of the most painful injuries, and you've got to believe that every rib in Poncho's oh body is shattered. Yeah, because there's nothing they can really do for that, right? Like, you just have to sort of let it heal. Yeah. You can't cast a rib. It, it, it looks like at the very beginning, too, they're, they're trying to wrap it a little bit with, like, maybe some medical tape, but then they just give up on that. They just haul him up to his feet. Yep, and they just walk him into the jungle with Where's Billy picking morphine, up the rear. guys? Like, you always get that in a war film. Yeah, that's true. You don't tend to get that here. You said, what would you say, the morphine? Yeah. Did they oh, administer this crew, morphine? This, this crew would be so laughing at a bottle of morphine. Someone would probably just, like, Blaine would probably just chug it and then <laughs> chuck the bottle into the jungle. This is... This is not the type of... This uh, tastes like hog's piss. Let's play the game who has the morphine in the crew. <laughs> it's got to be Dylan, right? Like Dylan's the guy yeah. that Dylan's got to have is, the morphine, is soft. Yeah. Or That's Hawkins had it and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hawkins would probably like prank someone with it. Like, <laughs> right. Just, just inject a little bit into Dutch right before whatever, an arm wrestling competition amongst the crew. <laughs> you made a note here, John, that Pon- Poncho's back is ripped. Yeah, did you all notice that? The, I mean, like, you hear the stories from all the big guys on set, like yeah. Dylan and Dutch and, well, sorry, Arnold and Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura doing Bro. all the workouts all the time. Bro. But uh, <laughs> the little guys, I think, are getting in on the action, too, with uh, probably Hawkins to a degree, but also Richard Chavez, Ponchito Ramirez here. He, he's looking he's looking quite ripped. Yeah, he's got those back muscles that are really flexing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of wiry muscle musculature right. there. Right. Didn't skip Lat's day. No, did not. Did not. And, and he is ex-soldier. He is a, a Vietnam vet, so he he probably had some some real soldier training that he knew that he was getting like, back. Like for real, he was like for real a Vietnam vet. Yeah, he was a Vietnam ah. vet. That's that's part of the inspiration for having him cast is that Jackie Birch, the casting director, saw him and other Vietnam vets putting on this show that they wrote. Uh, it was some kind of Broadway style show, or not Broadway style. What am I thinking? It's more of like a. It's called independent... Every Day Is Back Day. <laughs> <laughs> some some independent repertory theater kind of uh, production called Tracers, and it was about the the side effects of war on these veterans. Um, I don't know the exact content, but that's how he was <laughs> discovered, and then he's put in the movie along with Jesse Ventura as ex soldiers. <clears throat> nice. What a thrill it had to be for him. To sort of be quote unquote discovered and yeah. then put into a Schwarzenegger film. Right. And then, oh, here, we're going to put you into this movie with Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger. What a leap. Man. Yeah. It's great. Well done, Ramirez. Ramirez, Richard Chavez. And Richard Chavez, I, I think he, he was, he's one of the actors, one of the several actors, I think, kind of like who kind of missed from this movie onward didn't really catch on like maybe you think he could have uh, yeah. he later goes on really shortly i think 88 this movie's 87 88 89 he's in the tv series uh, war of the worlds and he plays this general type hmm. um and that kind of analog makes me think of things like star trek like 
atom covers and, and, and just just simply put the war aspect into space and, and I could see him being kind of a, this militaristic uh, space general <laughs> with the attitude and the gravitas. Yeah. So many Vietnam War films were made in the 80s. I'm surprised he, he wasn't typecast and used again and again because he's so good in this. It's yeah, true. He has a very limited filmography. It's this, War of the Worlds, and maybe a couple other things, but nothing current. I mean, once you do Predator, I wonder if everything else just seems kind of lame by comparison. Like hmm. it's, it's never going to be this good, right? <laughs> So so why why keep why keep trying? Yeah, you know, I hear you. I mean, just like sixty nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, nice. you don't switch positions no. after that. You I mean, finish. once you once you're there, you, you just gotta finish 69. it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you finish it out or you black out. That's the rule. <laughs> you suffocate. That's the rule. <laughs> or asphyxiate. <laughs> Mm. Mr. Glover, is it true that you have to finish or suffocate? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Well, it's better that way if you do. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, should we jump to the second, the main part of this minute? Sure. Let, let's, let's do it. All right. From second eight all the way to the end of the minute. This is an all Mac section. Mac. 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 We cut to Mac. Nice. Mac. Making his way across the steep terrain <laughs> in pursuit of the predator, he is crawling up the mountain. Mac starts taking off his hat, the chain ammo out of his ammo box, his bulky vest, all while singing to himself. I don't know if I can do it justice, but he's singing or saying the lyrics of Long Tall Sally as he scampers up this hill. And as he scampers, these lyrics become a little more uh, crazed. He can tell that Mac is really starting to fall off the edge here in terms of his sanity, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Poor Mac. Poor Mac. Uh, before we break down like the analysis here, yeah. it took, I don't know, it took so many viewings of this movie over the years uh, where when I watched it, you know, anywhere between 87 and, geez, maybe like 2015 or so. Like, I had no idea why he's saying these things to himself. Why is he saying, I'm going to have me some fun? Because... He's not really singing it to himself. He's just just like this mantra. I thought it was totally like this battle mantra for the longest time. He's just telling himself to pump himself up. It took me until, you know, watching the movie, you know, with a a better focus to realize that he is singing the the Little Richard song they heard in the chopper, Long Tall Sally. Well, it's Long Tall Sally, she's beautiful, she got it. said, you know, I'd like a little pussy. She said, me too. Mine's as big as a house. Long tall Sally. She's Bill Sweet. She got everything. The fuck that you need. Oh, man. I gotta have me some fun. I have to admit, I had no idea that that's what he was doing until we were prepping for this show, and I realized that what he was saying was the lyrics. I would I would not have caught that because it's so removed from the beginning of the film, and he's not singing it. He's just saying it in kind of a crazed voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought before doing this show, I knew everything about Predator, and I knew everything about <laughs> sex. <laughs> But I've learned I've learned a lot about both during minute sixty nine, and that was nice. a bit of trivia I I didn't know about. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, yeah, hey. and I think Jeff, I think this was you that said it. But like this movie is so quotable, yeah, from so many characters, and this like the first time you see it. I don't know how old I was when I 
saw it for the first time. I was probably like 10. But like, there's so many quotes that you gravitate to and recycle mm-hmm. that you get this line of dialogue from uh, from Mac and you just don't know what to do with it. It's, it's hardly even understandable to a child's ears. Yeah, it just sounds like babble, really. Yeah, yeah. which is effective also if you it interpret is. it that way. Like his breakdown is pronounced here. Yeah, I never felt confused by it. I always no. just thought it was him. This is kind of his break, right? He's kind of losing his mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's effective, and I, I really love the callback to that song in the chopper. If it's he's really... just singing, uh, I think you lose the context of the breakdown. Like it's him yeah. taking off his gear that really puts the whole thing together. And I love the juxtap- juxtaposition of those two scenes because back way back in the chopper when they're first flying into the jungle, Mac is the one that's the quietest. He's the calmest. He's sitting yeah. there not saying anything. He's shaving his neck with that razor. <laughs> Um, just like a bad motherfucker, you know, and like this guy can't be rattled by anything. And we flash forward 60 minutes into the film and now he's babbling the lyrics of that song while he's having a mental break scampering up the side of a mountain. Like it's a really dramatic de-evolution of his psyche. You can tell he's a badass because he's using a Bic disposable, (laughs) which tells you a lot about his... (laughs) Pain tolerance, <laughs> which is just off the charts, right? And he's shaving that face and head clean with a big yeah. razor, no less. Yeah. There's no, there's no stubble. So yeah. a few episodes ago, John discovered a a, a novelty Bic razor that was packaged <laughs> up that you can buy online for like twenty dollars. That's packaged up as Max Razor. Wow! <laughs> and it's really just like a twenty cent Bic razor, just put into a like a little plastic packaging. <laughs> that's a ton of fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> and the description is just uh, the description is great about just remember that scene in Predator when Mac is shaven and totally breaks the razor on his face. Like you can own a piece of the action. This is the real razor from the movie. <laughs> like, that's cool. <laughs> Um, there, there's some uh, internet papers around the whole snappage right here because uh, there's a YouTube commenter on this video on YouTube when he's losing it and he's singing Long Tall Sally to himself. Uh, the commenter is talking about the, the literal snapping of the razor also becoming the figurative mm. snapping of uh, Max Psyche and just deter- just right then and there deciding he's going to go after the predator, whatever happens once the trap is sprung. And that's exactly what he's doing here. Trap. It's a trap. Um, But another link I found or another link someone was making is maybe part of the reason he's singing the song is that was somewhat of like a song that he and Blaine shared when they went on missions and Uh, before they went on, you know, maybe that was Blaine's boombox and that was Blaine's tape. It's their killing guys song. Yeah. It's their killing guys song. It's their like, you gotta uh, have a killing guys song. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the all along the watchtower. I I love to imagine like their game of chicken about like, all right, what's our killing guys song going to (laughs) be? And then then going back and forth. Do you, do you know any little Richard? (laughs) (laughs) That had to be awkward. (laughs) I actually don't listen to a lot of music, so I'll just go with whatever your choice is. How about Tutti Fruity by Little Richard? (laughs) Uh, 
I really like the score in this mm -hmm. sequence. It has this really good kind of up and down to it where it builds, builds, builds as, as Mac is kind of coming up the hill. Mac. Mac. And then it slows down a bit uh, when he stops to kind of take everything off. And then when it comes back in, we get these really high strings as he scampers the rest of the way up the mountain. I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. It's subtle, but I really like the way it kind of drives the action here. Mm -hmm. yeah. he's, just, he's just driving himself towards his destiny, towards his doom. You know, I don't, who knows if he even has a plan going at it alone? Because in his mind, he's totally alone. He's totally one-on-one -on -one versus the Predator here. Yeah. And I, I, I do have to wonder what his thinking is. is. Is this selfish of him, do you think? Is this too much of him just trying to take this thing on one-on-one -on -one versus... Staying with the team? Yeah, I mean, poor Mac. I, I think this is just, you know, logical reasoning has just been thrown out the window at this point for him. He's he's lost his best friend. He just watched him get murdered horrifically. Mm -hmm. He's scared, feels trapped, and uh, he finally got a he finally got to see the enemy. He he was able to see the predator in, in its flesh. And so I think this is the moment he just snaps and there's nothing else going through his mind except I'm going to go catch this thing, even if it means I'm going to die doing it. It's pretty interesting how the characters have their own version of suicide mission, right? Because in the minute before this, it's Dylan and Dutch, and it's Dutch Dylan. maybe talking yes! Dylan out of his own mm. suicide mission in that scene. And it's very, it's like as sober as a conversation gets. And then mm -hmm. in the very next minute, you get... Max version of that, which is just totally unhinged, but it's mm -hmm. the same thing, right? Right, right. I think that Mac is not gonna. Things are not gonna end well for Mac. <laughs> 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 That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, going going crazy right in this right going in this almost literally crazy chase here. Uh, yeah, it's it's not looking up for him. And the I, shot I think composition he's... too, uh, I think underscores that point. Like he doesn't have the high ground. He's mm. going up toward the camera, yeah. which is shooting down at him. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to be a military tactician to know that like the high ground is the good place. It's over, Mac. I have the high ground. The low ground is is where you're in trouble, and he's not only on the low ground, but he's removing his equipment right and, and going up against a well-defended and well-armed target he's just on a kamikaze mission really yeah yeah I really like this isn't a scene that asks a lot of bill duke physically but what we know about bill duke is that he likes doing his own stunts that's something we learned uh watching commando mm -hmm. and mm. like he does not shy away from physical acting and he gets opportunities to do that in this film and it's nearing the end of the Bill Duke portion of the film, <laughs> but uh, but he is gearing up for some of the physical acting that he's known for. Yeah, and he's great. Like yeah. he yeah. sells this. Uh, you know, it, with a lesser actor, this could come across as forced or cheesy, or if you overplay it, it's not going to like too macho. Right. Aren't you glad he doesn't sing? Like his right. his spoken word version of the song is actually way creepier. It's than, much more haunting, yeah. Than if he had attempted to sing it, yeah. Right, and uh, yeah, just the way he he crawls up that hill and sheds that equipment. It's uh, desperate and sad, and uh, you you feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Blaine, Blaine told him in an earlier minute when they're just 
uh, drinking their uh, Jack out of a flask. He was Jack. saying, Mac. he was saying, you lose it here. You're in a world of hurt mm. uh, to Mac. And, and I instantly thought of this moment when I heard that line and that, <laughs> right. He's setting up Mac, Mac unknowingly Mac, Mac. Uh, to, you know, to, to put himself in a really vulnerable, really well, soon to be, <laughs> Uh, deathly situation. Hmm. Grief is a is a weird thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people react to it in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I was I was under the impression that he is. This is like a, a real strong, real quick PTSD he's going through, like really sudden, like seeing his uh, mate killed in front of him and him not having any time to decompress, any time to talk about it. Uh, the most he talks about it is to the moon over Blaine's dead body right before he thinks he's attacked by the predator and then he stabs that boar to death. So mm-hmm. he's had no time absolutely to um, to decompress. It's to take that load off, to take that burden off. So he's dealing it with it right the best he can, which was originally shaving and then just snapping. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't doing it for him yeah. uh, anymore. So I'm yeah, I really feel for if I'm going to feel for anybody in this movie, it's it's Mac losing his best friend and then. Looking like he's losing his mind. Oh, I've always here. loved Mac. Mac. It'll, it'll be a sad day when we have to see him go. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you uh, mentioned that uh, the John McCommentary Mc, exactly. uh, has uh, nothing to say during this minute. Yeah, literally silent. He's watching it with, like, like Adam was he's saying. Watching he's watching it. Just, uh, he's a cinephile like us. He's just watching the movie, enjoying <laughs> the movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's different that he made the movie and he could say something about the movie. Like, <laughs> I really like, here's how we accomplished this, or this is a good long shot or a good wonder. And I think this is, I, I didn't even mention that this is a, a wonder, right? Like, how long is our wonder here? Mm. I, I don't we don't and this is a tracking shot right this is a reverse tracking shot with him coming at the camera that's it's pretty amazing he's, he's coming up yeah coming it up, is you're right up. it's not cutting he's taking off the hat still not cutting oh it does cut okay it cuts after about nine seconds uh, and then it's another i think about 20 seconds uh, but but for an action-packed movie like this with all the genres being jumbled around it's 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 still impressive to have these longer shots. It's not something you see in today's movies at all, where they keep the action or keep the camera still or keep the shot not cut. Yeah. Um, for anywhere near twenty twenty five seconds, and this movie's had quite a few instances of that. Well, it continues to impress because John McTiernan is not afraid of this jungle terrain. Like he just embraces it and uses it as part of his filmmaking and says, I'm going to do a tracking shot where we have to walk backwards up this hill. You know, like it gives the movie so much depth and so much character and really makes the jungle the eighth character of the movie or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. ever present. Like mm-hmm. how often have you seen a film where a character has a breakdown and we go ECU on the character? Like mm. I think we're I think we're no closer than like a cowboy shot on Bill Duke here. And I think that's because of the ever presence of the jungle. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're never going to lose the jungle as a character in the film. And that's why you're a little bit wider here. Even when I think a character breakdown sort of begs for that actorly moment, like the close up. But uh Yeah, but you're saying and you're saying too, Adam, just the extreme close up, you'd lose you would lose his physical acting too. You would lose That's what all I'm the, saying. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a great choice that they make here. They actually go against what is typical. Yeah, we we, we kinda had a little bit of his madness when he's talking to the moon. That was definitely an extreme close up. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he was talking to Blaine and seeing how he and Blaine went with their platoon and then they're the only ones to walk out of that battle. 
Uh, but yeah, this is yeah, giving us that different dimension, this different physical dimension. I don't know. You guys have anything else for minute 69? I mean, Uh-oh. if there's one thing you can say about minute 69, it's just like, it's the Bill Duke minute. It's one of the, the Bill Duke It's one of the minute. great minutes. Yeah. Good, a good Mac minute. Minute 69 is mostly a Bill Duke minute, but it makes me wonder how many minutes on your show have only ever had one character in it. I know this minute had uh, had some poncho in it early on, but it's dominated by the Bill Duke character. Yeah. We haven't had a ton of all Mac minutes. <laughs> the... <laughs> The, uh, the, when he, yeah, Mac, Mac. when he's doing his, because I'm here to announce, uh, my, my offshoot Predator Minute show, (laughs) Mac Minute, where we just talk about the minutes that Mac Mac is in the movie Predator. Uh, we also talk about the film Mac Mac. and me. (laughs) We just watch the scene over and over again where he flies down the hill in a wheelchair and off the cliff. You're never going to know which one we talk about on the episode. You're just going to have to download and see. It's Adam, called I'm Mac gonna... and Mac and Me. That's, that's the name of the show. I would like to formally put in a request to a guest on your show. Great. You're actually hosting it. I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of it whatsoever. Oh, fantastic. You're an ideas man. Yeah. Yeah, that's for you. Every episode will be episode 16. I'm an executive producer. <laughs> I just call the shots. I'm the well, Jeff Probst of Mac, Mac and Mac, Mac and Me. <laughs> Like 69, it's always sad nice. when we get to the end. When you when yeah. you just sort of climb off. <laughs> Awkwardly. <laughs> you dismount. <laughs> or are dismounted, ideally. <laughs> I think we can all agree that's the that's the prime location. And and everyone looks at each other and, and says, Well, that didn't live up to expectations. <laughs> you uh you make sure you roll over into not your pillowcase. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, good yeah, job, gentlemen. Let's concentrate on. <laughs> Shall we do some weekly recommends, gentlemen? Just a kaleidoscope of <laughs> sounds and feelings, textures, smells, smells. Uh. Mm. <laughs> The aroma. Feast for the senses. <laughs> it's the smell. Uh, yeah, so bringing a minute 69 to a close here. Uh, what do you have to recommend for us, Adam? Uh, I thought it might be a good idea to... I mean, one thing I'm never going to do is recommend my own show. That, that comes... <laughs> That comes obviously during the where can you find this person portion of Predator mm-hmm. Minute. I've listened sure. to the show before. I know that. <laughs> but what I'm going to do instead is recommend something uh, tangentially related to what I do. I'm going to recommend a piece of Star Trek programming that I think most people will like. Uh, people who maybe aren't even into Star Trek. There's, there is a series that is out on CBS All Access that is called Short Treks, and what these are are very short episodes of Star Trek, uh, no more than 10 or 15 minutes even, uh, about different characters and different subjects, and one of them is just really different and funny, and it's with uh, H. John Benjamin, and if you like Archer or any uh, anything else that the great H. John Benjamin has been, uh, I, I know you will like The Trouble with Edward. Uh, it just came out in October. And uh, it's just really funny and good. And you don't have to, again, you don't have to love Star Trek to love the short treks. And uh, yeah, check it out. Nice. I love that. 
Uh, Ace John Benjamin is just his voice makes me laugh. He could say yeah. anything, and I laugh. They really <laughs> use his instrument well mm. in this episode. Love and it. His voice. <laughs> Love it. Um, all right, I will go. I um, I've been on winter break for a while. John, what? yeah, John and I are teachers. We're now sadly back to work and Ooh, having work. a hard time adjusting. But one of the nice things about being on break is I was able to watch a lot of films and TV shows that I've been meaning to catch up with. And I also got a chance to rewatch some older films that um, I had seen before but was wanting to revisit. And I did that, and I did that recently with one movie that I liked so much I'm going to recommend it here today. That movie is called In a Valley of Violence. This is a film from 2016 directed by Ty West, um, and it is a... uh, it is a Western, kind of action Western film, um, starring Ethan Hawke and also John Travolta. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Mm. And I am not normally a big Western guy, but in the first five minutes of this movie, just seeing the cold open followed by the uh, title card that smashed onto the screen, I knew I was going to like this film. And uh, it's just too much fun. It's kind of a... Uh, uh, Ethan Hawke plays a a character he's kind of a mysterious uh, person that's traveling through the west and a random act of violence uh, occurs that sort of draws him towards this town nearby where John Travolta plays the sheriff and things go awry uh, as uh, Ethan Hawke, our main character attempts to get revenge for the wrong that has happened to him and it's super good. It has great violent action sequences. It's got a good mix of drama, action, and comedy. And uh, I had seen it once and remember liking it. And I, upon rewatching it, I realized it's really one of my favorite films, I think, of the last decade. I could go back and rewatch this anytime. So In a Valley of Violence, directed by Ty West, is really fun. Check it out. He also wrote it. It looks like. Did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Oh, and it's it's a Blumhouse. I know you like the, your Blumhouse. Yeah, I like my Blumhouse. And if you like Ty West, or if you like In a Valley of Violence, you might like his other movies. He made another one of my favorite horror movies of the last 10 years called, um, called uh, House of the Devil, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. And so uh, check that out. Next October, if you're watching scary movies around Halloween, check out House of the Devil. It's great. Yeah, there you go. I also recommend this whiskey that I'm drinking. What whiskey are you drinking? I'm also mm. drinking whiskey. Are you? Yeah. Uh, tonight I am drinking some Kilbrin, which is an uh, Irish Scotch whiskey. Hey, that sounds good. Yeah, it is good. I, I cut it with a little bit of a ginger ale to fill up the glass, but yeah, that's nice. Yeah. What do you got in your cup? Uh, I've got a bottle of Tatouche bourbon. Mmm. So, I've never had that. Bourbon whiskey from Seattle. Oh, and I'm uh-huh. just drinking it in a glass of ice. There you go. That's really the way it should be done. Yeah, I, I just like a cold drink. I know a lot of people prefer like a couple of drops of water or maybe a single ice cube, but... No, I'm with it. you. I like I like a lot of ice. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I like to go with the tumbler glass, three-fourths filled up with ice, pour the whiskey to meet the top of the ice. Yeah. That's how you do it. It's a good strategy. <laughs> but doesn't the ice keep floating above the whiskey? Sure. <laughs> that means you have to add a lot of whiskey, I bet. That's okay. Yeah, that's actually a uh, 
That's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's a okay. nice, that's a positive side effect, John. Ah, that's the killer app of whiskey. I get it. <laughs> John, what are you going to recommend for us? Uh, well, I thought I'd go a little bit off of the normal route we go, and I was going to recommend... I don't know what you'd call it. It's, it's an organization called Games Done Quick. Uh, there's a large community out there of uh, video gamers who speedrun video games where they mm. try to beat video games in the most efficient times possible using all sorts of methods and um, strategies. You might call them. You might call them bugs or features yourself. You do um, love speedruns. I do love my speedruns. Yeah. Um, done a little bit of speedrunning of uh, Mega Man 3 on the... <clears throat> NES back in the day myself. You want to take uh, your time with 69 though. Right? <laughs> Don't want to speed run that. No, no, you want to you, you want to really play luxuriate that one. in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it all in. You right. you want to unspeed run it. Yeah. You want to long run it. Long play we call that. Long one. play. Um, it. Yeah, but I they, you want to complete twice all the exits. <laughs> <laughs> All the dungeons. <laughs> Wait, yeah. You want to uh, you want to harvest all the herbs. <laughs> Mine all the rupees. <laughs> ah, all right. So as uh, you were saying, <laughs> this organization, Games Done Quick, uh, every 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 year they uh, run a couple of events. Uh, there's one called Awesome Games Done Quick, which is being held right now the first week whatever the second week of january we'll say uh where they're showcasing all these different speedrunners of various video games there's some older video games like the zelda franchise for the nes and the super nes uh, up to modern games as well um, all done with this intent of beating these games uh, but uh, in front of a large audience and there's um, you know, they rent out like a huge room in a hotel. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? They rent out a huge conference room and they broadcast from there as they go through the schedule for six or seven days of uh, different people taking turns playing uh, these games and then delivering commentary as they play these games. <laughs> but all the while, people are calling in donations. It's um, the whole event is put on for the council, the prevent. Cancer Foundation, and over the years, it looks like they've been running Games Done Quick, these events since 2010, and they've raised over 20 million dollars for wow. uh, the charity. That's I mean, excellent. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's just a joy to kind of uh, look a little bit deeper into one of these <laughs> nerdy niches hmm. or niches. Um, what's the ruling on that? Is that niches or niches? Hmm. Sneeches. Sneeches gets. <laughs> All right. Uh, do they do but, a speed yeah. run of Desert Bus? <laughs> I don't know what Desert Bus is. Uh, you guys got to look up Desert Bus. It's a video okay. game where uh, you just drive a semi truck in the desert. <laughs> And all you need to do is keep it on the road. <laughs> and it lasts okay. hours. Is the road just straight? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Is there an end to the game? Uh, like people people do things with Desert Bus. Like they, they turn it into a marathon. Oh, my God. They, they drunk drive Desert Bus. They'll do all sorts of things. But it's it's known by many people as the worst video game ever made <laughs> okay it's like my students they, they, who play cookie clicker on their phone where you just literally <laughs> click the screen as fast as you can for as long as you can yeah oh. it's, 
Yeah. It's big fun. Yeah. <laughs> big fun. Desert bus. Yeah. <laughs> That's my spin-off podcast. It's Desert Bus Minute. Yeah. <laughs> down every Still minute driving. Keep it on the road. Yeah. Still driving. This <laughs> oh, that sounds... There, there are little side events, yeah, throughout the year where people will devote runs to just, like, terrible games or broken mm. games. And uh, sometimes people will devote whole marathons to, like, longer games. Like, oh, this game is meant to take three hours we're gonna do the speed run for three hours or eight hours or there's one game that takes like literally like a week of play time if you add it all together and like people do it in shifts to play this one game kind of in the background of this long marathon <laughs> but, but yeah just to circle it back around um check out games done quick uh, by the time this episode airs awesome games done quick which they're doing right now will have passed but you can find the archive on their youtube channel or at their website gamesdonequick.com they do run a summer marathon called Summer Games Done Quick or SGDQ and yeah, highly recommend it if you're into that kind of scene or just kind of want to be really really down in the the nerd trenches (laughs) I recommend it already there all right. <laughs> All right. Well, should we wrap things up here, John? Uh, we should wrap things up. So, yeah, we pe- we can break it up and enjoy our, the end of uh, 69 here. So, yeah. Adam, what do you have to, to plug? Uh, well, I have me to plug. <laughs> Doing it right now. Are you in a 69 right now? <laughs> yeah, I've got my nose in a butt. <laughs> Uh, which so is you what, are the plug. Which is what people call Twitter these days. On Twitter, I'm <laughs> at Cut for Time, the, the nose in the butt uh. of the internet. <laughs> uh, you can find me there uh, posting mostly about uh, my podcasts. I have three right now. Uh, one of them is about war movies. It's called Friendly Fire. And if that isn't a turnoff, <laughs> uh, I've got a show about Star Trek. And uh, that's called The Greatest Generation. There's, it's uh, It's got like 250 episodes already. We're talking about Deep Space Nine right now. But if you like The Next Generation as much as I do, it's worth going back and listening to, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, we've got a third show that is all about the new Star Trek shows on CBS All Access. It's called The Greatest Discovery. And I do the Star Trek shows with my friend Ben Harrison. And I do Friendly Fire with Ben Harrison and the great... John Roderick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we saw Jeff and I came to your live show. That uh, was a few great. Months ago, that was great. I could hear you, you doing Mac from uh, <laughs> from the audience. That was Mac. Mac. I can't remember why we found we, we decided it was relevant to yell Mac during Mac. A, a podcast on Commando, but we, we did ask, it. Ask any live performer, and they'll tell you they love people yelling at them from the crowd. <laughs> I'm just glad oh, it was we're teachers. You guys. We, we, we totally understand. Yeah. We're teachers. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we constantly have people smarter and funnier than us commenting. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I am Jeff Glover. You can find me on the Twitter sphere, Carl underscore Hungus 314. Come follow me there in the nose in the butt of the internet. My name is Carl been expert. Awesome. John, where um, can we find Predator Minute? Hopefully not in a butt. Oh, not not in a butt. You'll you'll <laughs> find us also on the butt of the internet though on Twitter at Predator Minute. Mm. You can email the show. I don't have a butt plug there to throw in there. But... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You're getting it, John. You're in wow, on it. Wow, that just that just came right out. Sorry about that. <laughs> the greatest part of that is I know it was not intentional. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, uh, but plug minute. You can email the show, Predator. Maybe don't email the show, PredatorMinute at gmail.com. And you can join the, or please don't join the conversation on Facebook at the Predator Minute listeners, Palapa. Hmm. Uh, so for all things Predator Minute 69. Mm, nice. nice. <clears throat> I've been John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. I'm Adam Pranica. And until next time, stick around. Stick around. With your nose in a butt. Nice. <laughs> 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 <laughs>